millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson, for the first time in about three weeks. How you doing, Pete? The returning and conquering hero returns. I'm, of course, talking about <laughs> me, not you, uh, hanging out on a volcanic <laughs> island that recently erupted, Chris. I am fantasizing about you in your Cessna, flying away from Sakurajima. <laughs> as it starts to uh, as it starts to erupt like an action film at the end of King Kong or something, <laughs> that would have been epic. We, yeah, it, it erupted. Sakurajima volcano erupted just like two days ago, and Joey sent me a photo mm. of it. And oh my god, because we flew straight over it, right? We're like hundred, mm. two hundred meters above the crater where all the smoke comes out. We flew through the smoke itself, which is pretty scary because oh, no. with the window open. And I had to yeah. shut the window to stop the sulfuric gas from coming in. <laughs> uh, but if it had erupted while we'd flown over it, we would have been what, dead. Just, just dead. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I, it wouldn't be Get a great ideal, video. I mean, because obviously the volcanic ash from, uh, <clears throat> from Iceland, mm. uh, that, I said it like that because it was a famous clip of, uh, on, on ITV News of a Scottish a Glaswegian man um, very upset that he couldn't go on holiday going, I hate Iceland, when the Icelandic uh, <laughs> ash cloud happened. But um, yeah, if it, surely if you fly through um, too much volcano, uh, the engines start to complain a little bit, you would imagine, no? I think I think a propeller plane, a propeller's okay. It's more like a jet engine. Oh, just turbine, stuff. right. So I think a propeller's all right. But like, right. we've just been pretty dicey. Uh, I love the way you said <laughs> the phrase, too much volcano. On the third or fourth day of Journey Across Japan, we had a challenge, right, to do a rap song, uh, which mm. went interestingly, to say the least. And right, uh, we had okay. to make a rap. And Natsuki made up his chorus. And the chorus is him just going, A-S-O, too much volcano. Too much volcano. That's nice. Yeah, that's that is that's a big it's big number. What did what did A S and O stand for? A S O. It's the name of the place. Asso. Uh, yeah. And it's his Asso, name. Asso, of course. And Asso I and Asso. See. Well well I think um I mean this these videos um people are gonna be seeing pretty soon, sort of soon, kinda soon. They're in the well, pipe. I mean, we, yeah, we always say it's coming out very soon, then something goes wrong. I don't know. Hopefully it'll come out at the end of May. It's going to be a massive oh. editing undertaking that's going to make sure that I'm locked inside all of May. <laughs> but it'll be fun. There's some cool stuff in there, from volcanoes to more volcanoes. We rode a horse. <laughs> I don't want to do that again. Have you ever ridden wow. a horse? Wow. I've ridden Have a horse a couple it? of times, and I've enjoyed it. Uh, the man said I was rather naturally gifted at it, so <laughs> I love riding horses, I've decided. Gifted horse rider. Yeah, I, gifted horse rider. So we got like three horses, right? Joey got the national champion that won like the Olympics of horses. Right. 
I don't know. I wasn't really listening. But he shouldn't be allowed on that. <laughs> well, yeah, he got the prize horse. Natsuki got a horse that was 10 minutes away from being dead. Like it was literally asleep <laughs> as it plodded along. And I got the six-year-old brand new horse that had not been trained and nearly threw me off and went mental the entire time. Mm. So I had to the Natsuki abandon. Of horses. The Natsuki <laughs> I had to abandon horse about 15 minutes in just because it was going insane. Oh, no. And uh, so my <laughs> horse horse riding hijinks were cut short, unfortunately, and it left mm. a sort of – it made me not want to do it again because it was quite scary having just being on the back of this animal that clearly didn't want me there, 85-kilogram yeah. British guy on the back who didn't know what he was doing. I think, the man who's had horse sashimi in the past as well. Yeah, probably probably knew what I'd <laughs> done, knows. the cardinal sin of eating a horse <laughs> several years ago. Um, I don't know. It didn't go very well, and uh, I can't say oh, I want to do it again, Christ. unfortunately. So. Shame, really. Shame. Well, I, does it kind of draw into sort of sharp focus? Um, uh, Joy, the anime man's experiences doing drifting because he couldn't drift because he couldn't run a stick car, and he found it very difficult. Were, were you <laughs> kind of like the Joy, car. the anime man of the uh, of, of, of the horse world? Yeah, a stick car. You know, a little a, stick car with a, a stick manual in car. It. Is it a stick men's automobile? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Really, I, I, I just think it's bad luck, isn't it? Bad luck. Got mm. the bad horse. I, I, I don't know if it was me on the horse, and the horse just was like. Because I got on it and it turned around and looked me in the eye as if to say, mm. what the fuck are you doing? And yeah. I was like, oh, we have a problem. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> at one point, my horse is trying to eat the grass while we were riding along. And I was like, yeah. oh, come on, we've got a mountain to go up. And he looked at me and was like, I'm going to fucking smash your head in if you pull on these reins <laughs> one more time. And uh, I got off him and then like the, the trainer, one of the professionals, struggled to get him under control. Uh, so it's oh. pretty, pretty dicey. You'd angered it. You'd, you'd, you'd taken his ho- the horse away from his uh, precious grass. But yeah, but you've had a good time. Like I mean, are you kind of like absolutely rinsed after a month on the lamb? Twenty twenty one days later, kind of just just alone in the wilderness. Oh, you Natsuki, you're the anime man. It's been a crazy month because I started going mm. to Kyoto. Went to Kyoto and did this event, drinking some uh, some gin, and I hung out mm. with Connor and did a video in a traditional Japanese house on the second channel. Cool. Then I went to uh, did the whole gin across Japan thing. Then I went back via Tokyo, where I did a workshop on how to YouTube to a class of twelve people. And now, <laughs> finally, back into Ohaku in the comfort of my lavish country estate, which is an apartment where I can hear people mm. shouting this afternoon upstairs. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. I think <laughs> it's after twenty one back days. in the noisy apartment. Absolutely. Um, d- 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 what what happened with this? Um, how teaching people how to do YouTube was it in a room full of Japanese people or Westerners or it was it was all Westerners this time actually. Maybe two Japanese folks right. turned up who were lovely. Um, right. I did it like in December twenty nineteen. I did a workshop at Temple University, which is like a an American university that has a branch in mm. Tokyo, and they were like, "Do you mm. want to teach YouTube?" And I was like, "Yeah, all right, that'd be fun." And I did it, and it was pretty fun. And so I did it again this time, and it it was a bit it was it was really fun. The people are awesome. Only thing is, because you had to wear a mask, um, it's quite hard teaching for like two yeah, days straight yeah. with a mask on because you get quite hot and stuff. So that was a bit of a downer. Uh, but no, it's good. I just sort of talked about how to take a channel to like a hundred thousand subscribers and different techniques mm. for thumbnails, titles, content, algorithm. Yes, the thumbnail, Photoshop <laughs> lesson, surprised face, big red letters, uh, something exploding. <laughs> <laughs> You've deconstructed all my thumbnails oh, in 10 seconds, too. Pete. Yeah, that no, was good, though. I won't do it again, but it was good fun. I, do it. I, mm. I feel like uh, it's nice helping people and sitting in a room teaching, but I've done it twice mm. and don't want to do it again now. 
I'm the sort of person who gets yeah. bored after doing something twice, and uh, that was great fun, <laughs> and I would not regret doing it, and I love doing it. Time to do something else. Um, well, I, 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 I very much enjoyed. I, I very much enjoyed listening to the Bronze Band podcast when I wasn't on the Bronze Band podcast. Uh, you chatting to Dorgan, big fan of that guy on uh, Twitter, very very funny man, um, but quite sort of like quite shy in real life it seems like he's not he's yeah. not the kind of because because he's he's, he's he's quite a gifted humorist um but when you actually sort of meet him and he's getting interviewed he's a bit he's a bit shy bless him <laughs> poor old dog you're absolutely right oh, he's very Dogan. shy and uh, he's a lovely guy love him to bits and uh yeah he does these like skits and uh satirical segments on his mm. twitter and his youtube that are really well written and really well delivered mm. and then you meet him in real life and he's just you know nice humble dude who is a little bit mm. shy, um, but he's a great guy. And he, he's done a lot of great stuff. Like he's one of the most fluent Japanese speakers that I know. Uh, who's who's a non-native non-native speaker, right? He's done a great job with mm. that, and I envy mm. him. Uh, not that I'd want to do that, given he spent so much time like learning the pronunciation of Japanese and the intonation and all that mm. stuff. He's a master of it. But uh, yeah, it was good fun. And we chatted after that. I spoke to Alex Shapiro, who I did the. Uh, video last year talking about real estate Ooh. and then the week before that there was joey yeah but it's been sad it's been sad without you i've, I've missed your oh, cheeky hartley you. pull voice in my ears every week <laughs> it's good to be back well look i'm just glad i'm glad you're off the island i'm glad you're safe i'm glad your uh, much maligned trip in a cessna airplane uh, didn't kill you you sent me a picture from the cessna <laughs> I, I think it, had you stuck something out the window or something like a 360 camera out of the window yeah i had like it's insane i got i was the most scared about being in the Cessna I got pretty unlucky mm. on this trip I was the most scared of horse riding I'd never done it before mm. and Joey and Natsuki right. had I got the worst horse that wanted to kill me on the Cessna <laughs> I was quite vocal about how I was the scared one because I went in with Joey right. and uh, Norm Tokyo Lens who was the, the cameraman mm. and then the pilot and they were like we're going to put you by the window seat which you can open and then they <laughs> to spend like 20 minutes showing me how to open and shut this window really laboriously and carefully uh, and of course I couldn't shut the damn window once the plane was yeah. like 10,000 feet, I opened the window and uh, stuck my head out. Uh, it was quite surreal. <laughs> and then I couldn't shut it again as we were going over the volcano. Um, but oh, I did. No. I, I had an Insta360 camera and I was able to poke it out the window a little bit and get this amazing shot where it looks like we've mounted the camera to the wing of the plane, sort of looking mm. back at us riding in the plane with the sea below. It's quite a surreal looking shot to be honest and you can see it for those of you who haven't seen it you can see it on uh, the thumbnail for the episode where joey and i talked on the podcast i uh, mm. i put it on there and i'm sure we'll stick it in the thumbnail for youtube somewhere got to oh, put definitely. it somewhere I, I very much um enjoyed the bit where you uh, flew a drone outside the window of the cessna that was that was uh epic <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have done that though <laughs> i'd love to have done that but it's a double celebration i've come back alive and it is your birthday in T- tomorrow it is it it's uh it's uh, hey. yeah yeah 30th it'll be friday yeah 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 yeah. that's Happy my birthday to it's you my birthday. 40 Almost years young chris 40. i've gone to seed and i have never looked worse <laughs> i think you've, you've improved with age you've looked more and more like a hitman a reasonably priced hitman as the years go on with your beard and moustache your ponytail, yeah, pound stretcher, hitman. Yeah, it's it, it it's not gone great, but I'll 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 sort myself out. I'll sort myself once the what they call it, white boy summer. The white <laughs> I'm gonna do a, a white boy summer. I don't know what it is. Something to do with Tom Hanks's son being a being an idiot, speaking in patois and being foolish. Um, something to do with that. Uh, it's it's all very unsavory, but I'd, uh, white boy summer, baby. I don't know what it is. Take my top off, show it on my belly. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and what are you gonna do for your birthday other than enjoy your white boy summer? Um, 
Well, I uh, um, I think I might. I, I, uh, my partner is uh, take me on a surprise trip. Um, except it's not a surprise trip because I bought uh, a like a little room in a zoo. You can in Portland Zoo in England. You can um, uh, you can sort of like Ooh. hole up in a little cabin on the site at really? the zoo so you can just wake up with the sound of lions and giraffes i don't oh, know God. whether giraffes make much noise and gibbons and stuff and you hear the noises of the zoo and stuff and and, and get some food and relax and you know there's a wood burner and stuff um i wow. bought that for my partner telling her i'm gonna we're gonna go to Portland zoo and she went that is your surprise we go to Portland zoo so we go to Portland zoo twice in, in about a month really she <laughs> so you get you kind of like preempted her present by guessing what it is or it was just sheer coincidence well, I'd shake her incidents. I'd bought her. I'd bought her a trip to Portland. She bought me a trip to Portland. What are you going to do? We're bought, we're going to Port. We're going to look like those maniacs who go to Disney three times a year, <laughs> or me, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome, though. That'd, that'd be really quite cool. Yeah, wow. you're going to yeah. film it. I've been there before. Film that. The gib- I just love. Channel. I just love. I just love the gibbons. They're my favourite things. They are the best. I love well, them please, so much. And I want please to don't get eaten by a lion. Coming in through the window. No, I try my best. I think I'm in the wolf, the wolf hall. Oh god! <laughs> I think I'm in a wolf warren. Do they have warrens? I don't know. I don't know, but that sounds really cool. That's awesome. Well, good luck with that. Mm. And let's dive into story of the week. We've got a story here from mm. Nicole. She says, "Hey, Chris and Pete, I'm Nicole from Florida. Long time listener, channel viewer. <laughs> uh, here to share a story from my year of living in the Japanese city of Wakayama. Started as a typical bar hopping night out with my coworker from London. However, things changed when we came across a bar with free flowing." Shochu, which is kind of like potato sake, horrible stuff. Natsuki loves it. We quickly got away from ourselves, and soon enough, my dear friend had all the signs of alcohol poisoning. We arrived at the local hospital at 4 a.m., and my how much did you drink of this shochu? Bloody hell. And my friend was whisked away by the doctor. Soon after, the doctor called me in, and I was given an update. My friend was in a coma. A coma? I was terrified. I double-checked with the doctor that he had indeed said coma, and he confirmed yes, coma. I spent hours, still drunk by the way, calling our family and friends in London and our bosses in Osaka, telling them that our beloved Georgie was in a coma and the doctor wasn't sure when she would come to. When suddenly my friend walks out the door into the waiting room, all smiles. Turns out the doctor had mistranslated, she's sleeping it off to, she's in a coma. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And thus our night out concluded with a laugh and a vow to stick to beer and strong zero next time. All the best, Nicole. Bloody hell, that could have—that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, to be a doctor, you have got to study and study and study like a crazy amount. And if you're a like, uh, if you're a pilot, you've got to study, study, study <laughs> an incredible amount. But um, you do have to know English. So, like, I'm just saying, if Japan wants to be, I mean, this is not a small part of the. This is not a small um, out of the way. Um, you know, Wakayama. I mean, it's it's like it, it's not that out of the way, is it? That, that it is a little a, bit. Doctor should is it, it is right? A little bit, yeah. I mean, doc, doctors should know the difference between sleeping it off, having a sleep, and having a coma. I mean, we've all had like a food, <laughs> like a like a meat coma or a food coma after we've eaten food and stuff. We go for a little snooze. Um, but I mean, that is just that's like something out of a sitcom, Chris. I'm not having it. <laughs> Imagine if she'd be like, "How's my friend?" And he's like, "Your friend is dead." What? Dead? Dead? <laughs> Definitely dead. Uh, they mistranslated it. Yeah. It's not a stretch yeah. of the imagination, is it? 
Bloody hell. <laughs> no, it's incredible. <laughs> wow. Coma. Imagine having that kind of like, uh, like ringing up, like ringing up the parents and going, I'm <laughs> sorry, your daughter's in a, daughter's in a coma. Uh, um, <laughs> it, 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 her situation has been upgraded to not in a coma. She was just having a little sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just like imagine in her drunken state, Nicole having to like ring up all the family and be like, oh, in a coma. She <laughs> That is bonkers, isn't it? <laughs> on show cheer, yeah. no less. Which is, to be fair, pretty no. horrible stuff. But yeah. horrible, absolutely horrible. Have you had it? <laughs> this, I've like, had it, but I, I, do, I do think sometimes sort of got um, people sort of confuse alcohol poisoning with just drinking too much alcohol. <laughs> I don't know when alcohol poisoning. A lot of people say they had alcohol poisoning. Blah blah blah. blah. And it's like, well, you've just drank too much alcohol. Is that what alcohol poisoning is? Just being like puking and and and, and sleeping and yeah. surely that's what alcohol poisoning is, isn't it? It's you, you, you're poisoning yourself every time you drink booze, and then your body just tries to restore itself. I want to know what these signs of alcohol poisoning were. What, what were they, Nicole? Let us know. Eating a pizza, <laughs> eating a massive stuffed crust pizza from one yourself. <laughs> well, we've what got a, a story. What a dilemma, though. What a dilemma. Let us know, Nicole. What are the signs of alcohol poisoning? But uh, well done. Mm. I'm glad that had a happy ending. It could have gone a lot worse. Bloody hell. Got a story this week, right? About a guy who mm. defrauded 35 of his girlfriends at the same time. Have you ever done that, Pete? <laughs> Have you ever defrauded 35 no. girls at once? No, I, um, I I try not to defraud the one I ever have access to, I would say, at any one time. Um, but uh, we've been set this story so many times this week. It had to be first billing. It had to be the first uh, cab off the rank uh, when it comes to the Abronjaban podcast this week. Well well done, this man. Amazing, weird scenes. What what a plate spinner. He should be he should be given some kind of like admin role at a at a blue chip company because he can just juggle plates like nobody's business to be fair with one goal in mind yeah i mean that's pretty complicated that's the logistics of uh of defrauding 35 girlfriends it's uh it's certainly complex uh takashi <laughs> miyagawa 39 year old part-time worker of no fixed address he was arrested for defrauding nearly three dozen women that he pretended to be in serious relationships with. Uh, in the most recent case, he told a 47-year-old woman that his birthday was on the 22nd of February, when in fact it was on the 13th of November. <gasps> no, Other victims have also come forward, such as a 40-year-old woman who he told his birthday was on July, and a 35-year-old who thought his birthday was in April. Uh, the current count of victims <laughs> stands at 35, with the possibility of more, who are accusing Miyagawa of cheating them out of a total of 100,000 yen, $925, made up of smaller birthday <laughs> gifts of money and clothing. Miyagawa reportedly met his victims while he was selling hydrogen water. What? Hydrogen water shower heads, sorry, and other equipment oh, right. through a multi-level marketing company and started up romantic relationships with each one under the assumption that marriage was on the cards. However, as his web of lies began to dissolve, like the hydrogen molecules in this therapeutic water, the women all formed a victim's association and reported him to police last February. I mean, has he's never, has he, is this illegal to do this? Like to date someone and be like, by my way, by the way, my birthday's next week when, it, when it's not <laughs> and get like a free yeah. hat and get a birthday hat. I don't, I, I don't think, well, we, you, we've said this podcast before that the Japanese police have a like nearly 99%, 98% uh, conviction record. I don't think the police should necessarily be arresting this man because is it, I mean, is it fraud to say that it's your birthday? I mean, I guess presumably it is. You're exhorting um, goods and services for, 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 for through um, foul means. Uh, did anybody actually get his proper birthday right, though? 
Because surely <laughs> that should be struck off from the record, his criminal record, because that one is actually his birthday. He only defrauded <laughs> 33 because two of them yeah. got the right day. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how I feel about this. Mostly confused. Um, mm. I mean, sure, has he not got better things to do with his life than go around defrauding <laughs> 35 people? Um, and for a pretty small amount of money, it's about 100,000 yen out of 35 people. You do the math, Pete. What's that? It's about mm. $1,000 divided by 35. Uh, yeah. What's that? $1,000 divided by 35. I think that is uh, 50 dollars. quid each. I don't, know. Quid. I don't know. It's like 35 <laughs> quid each, isn't it? So that's a, that's a good yeah. meal. Or four McDonald's's, mm. depending on... If you put it in that perspective, man defrauds women out of 2,000 McDonald's meals. That would be all the more impressive. Um, he likes his Happy Meal toys. I wonder how they discovered what he was doing, though, forming this victims association. Mm. Uh, what? How did that happen? Yeah, how like how would you sort of know that people are going out with each other? Like it's look, they've done, they've done a wonderful bit of work. There must have been a lot of like hot tailing. There must have been sort of like a lot of like tailing people from 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 property to property because and and, and to be honest, his haul, like you know, nine hundred twenty five dollars. Like it's. It's not a lot of money, is it, really, compared to what you could be making out of, you know, working with 35 different people. I don't know if you, I've, there's, yeah. a, there's a photo of him. Yeah, I've, I've, he's quite a handsome young man. I can he's see quite that. a handsome young man, yeah. yeah you I mean, know. He's, he's, 30, he's 39, but he looks a lot younger. Uh, he looks a lot more dashing, but uh, yeah. I think the problem is that if he was trying to lure these women into like a marriage and be like, yeah, it's serious, we're going to get married. Oh, that is a big right, deal yeah, in Japan, yeah. right? You know, if he's lured 35 yeah. people down the path of marriage, then they've like shut down mm. other romances and they've got all serious. And uh, I guess that could be quite emotionally damaging and weird and bad, but I mm. don't know. It's just a, such a ridiculous story. I don't know what to make of it really. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Confused mainly and bewildered. But uh, Good old Takashi Miy- Miyagawa. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. Um, Jeez. On a slightly more ominous story this week, Tokyo's in another lockdown, the uh, the fourth lockdown. I think I'm losing count now. But the city's gone mm. dark as the governor, uh, Mayor Koike, has asked for the lights out in the city to help fight the pandemic. So at the moment, a lot of, uh, I think, bars and restaurants can't serve alcohol at the moment, right. um, which has made a lot of people wonder, what the point is of going to a restaurant or a bar if you can't drink alcohol. Mm. Um, so that's a, that's the first thing. But now they're starting to clamp down on lights because what a lot of people are doing is with the restaurants being shut down, not selling alcohol, people were just going to 7-Eleven, buying some strong zeros, and then going with their friend and just sitting on the street, right? Uh, which isn't right. necessarily helping the situation. Uh, so to try and counteract this, they've started switching off lights across the city. Uh, and I was in Tokyo the day that this happened because I was passing through it and I was near Shibuya and I saw all the lights go off across Shibuya. I saw the Tokyo Sky Tree in the distance shut down, the Tokyo <laughs> Tower shut down. It's kind of eerie. So the the clock strikes 8pm and all the lights go off across the city. And you can you see these videos on Twitter of just huge swathes of Tokyo going going off and the lights going off, like the Rainbow <laughs> Bridge as well. Huge landmark yeah. in Tokyo. Uh, going dark, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite an extreme measure, I guess. Whether it will help or not remains to be seen. But the cases are getting a I'd bit out of hand a, at the moment. I'd love to have a beer in the dark. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like to get drunk. Yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? And, 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 and you sort of wonder what what the way out is for Japan. And we, we sort yeah. of said it before. And you know, I spoke to Mark Pickering, the the, the wrestling guy, mm. out in uh, out in Tokyo, and like 
the it's gonna it's gonna be a very very long time until Tokyo gets uh, and, and and Japan as a whole gets gets back on its feet because vaccines right. just aren't getting put in arms. Like, they, they, there's yeah. no way out for them really. It's deeply frustrating because it's just gonna be mm. like this forever. Um, I think gradually people are warming up to the idea of vaccines. Um, but yeah, because Japan's history with vaccines has not been very good over the last few decades, yeah. uh, people are reluctant to do it. But then if every month it means they're going to have to shut down Tokyo and Osaka and all these major mm. cities and businesses are going to go under, what choice do they have? But yeah, it's very frustrating yeah. seeing the UK where you are gradually come back to life and hopefully put this whole thing behind it. Japan, it could be like this for this time next year at this rate because it just isn't happening. Mm. And it's really quite annoying and rubbish and it's driving me mad. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the end is. But as for whether or not the Olympics will go ahead, I still don't know. You know, mm. I guess that's another reason they're doing this because a lot of people are like, why the hell have the Olympics not been cancelled yet? I haven't met a single person now for a year who said, yes, the Olympics, it's going to be great. Nobody cares. Just make it stop. Just stop doing it for the love of fuck. It's really driving everyone yeah, mad. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, uh, I mean, I guess, it, I mean, it will, it will presumably go ahead because I mean, the, the, the athletes will, the, will the athletes be over there yet? And probably not actually. But like no, the athletes will be sort of aiming towards it, and, and and it'll just be, it'll be as behind closed doors as as, as they can realistically mm. um, sort of go. And, and and apparently all of like the um, the really expensive, you know, seven hundred dollar. Uh, sort of premium tickets uh, have gone on sale and stuff, so you can get your you can get your premium packages, and it you know it might give a little bit of um, pleasure to a, a, a country that's uh, only gone in one direction when it comes to um, the infection rate. So mm-hmm. see how we go. I don't know. It'll get less viewing figures than the Olympics at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not uh, the, less viewing figures than the Oscars, which uh, maybe oh, watched right. last week. Did that, right? have, did that have bad? Did that have bad uh, viewing figures? Right? Yeah, about four people watched it. <laughs> um, I'm not surprised anyway these stupid award ceremonies uh, we're going to take a quick break back for the fax machine reading out your questions and stories in a moment millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy that's just not who I am but Noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This week at Sukarnov. On the latest episode of Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy, Melissa speaks to footballer Lee Nicholl, who in 2019 was hacked and had intimate footage leaked online. Lee opens up about the impact it had on her and how she came back from it. 
The first mental impact, it was sheer shock. It was panic attacks, it was shame, it was guilt. I think I felt every single sense of emotion. It felt a little bit like grief, as if I had lost someone, but I hadn't lost someone. The only person I think I'd lost was myself. Meanwhile, on the latest On the Continent on Football Ramble Presents, Dotton, Andy and Miguel Delaney unpack everything surrounding the Super League and how it has changed football forever. When you watch a Champions League game, when you watch, say, Manchester United in Champions League, Real Madrid in Champions League, it's not just a match. It's that every single minute of the match is imbued with seven decades of history. The Super League which would, has none of that. I was getting quite sad for that, that we were going to lose this and have to face this monstrosity. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. And we're back into the fax machine. What have we got, Mr. Donaldson, this week? We've got an email from... Let me just rotate my phone. Hey there, Chicken King and Coolish Lord. This uh, email comes from Bastian. Bastian. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I'm starting a modern languages course in university in a few months, and I'm going to be studying Japanese as well as another language. My two options would be Mandarin or German. Good fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Which one... Which one would you guys go for and why? Uh, also, at the end of said course, we were supposed to uh, be studying at Yamaguchi Prefectural University for two semesters, six to eight months. Have you guys ever finish, finish, visited uh, Yamaguchi? And would you guys have any suggestions about cool things to see or do in Yamaguchi? Thanks for answering your French-Canadian listener, Bastian. I guess Bastian's also already got a, a handle on um, on French and Canadian. So <laughs> He's a polyglot before he's even begun. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting exactly. question. I would say Mandarin because it goes well with Japanese because you've got similar characters, right? The Chinese and Japanese mm. kanji characters. There's a lot of similarities there. So mm. that'll really help. There'll be a real synergy. And German, I mean, I learned German for three years and it was quite a cool language to learn. But I've been to Germany, got a lot of German friends and they speak English better than I do, a lot of them. So mm. <laughs> I don't the think, yeah, I don't, if you speak English, I feel like German isn't overly necessary. Um, yeah, as brilliant as it is, and it's fantastic, a, it's one of the more is. difficult languages as well. It's it's and it is it's quite difficult. There, yeah, I think because the they they, really they rate all languages from A to D or E or something. Mm. Uh, and J- Japanese, I think, is D. Obviously, Chinese is a little bit harder than that. And uh, and German is, I think, like a C or a or a B. Like it's 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 mm. a difficult. It's much more difficult language than French or Spanish or English. Absolutely, I learned Spanish and German, and uh, yeah, Spanish was a walk in the park compared to German. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd learn Mandarin for that reason, that it just kind of goes well with learning Japanese. And obviously there's more mm. speakers of Mandarin around the world. You've got like a billion people, whereas Germany, the population's are what, 70 or 80, 80 million, I think. Um, also at the end of the course, Yamaguchi Prefecture. Yamaguchi, Yamaguchi has got the Fugu Blowfish, which I tasted with Ryotaro a few years ago. We did a road trip across there. It's quite a cool place. Yamaguchi's nice. And um, uh, quite a powerful prefecture because a lot of the prime ministers come from Yamaguchi like Shinzo Abe who was recently uh, up until last year the prime minister of Japan the longest reigning prime minister he and his sort of family his dynasty came from Yamaguchi and a lot of Japan's kind of political elite come from Yamaguchi so it's got an outsized sort of political power Um, a lot of whaling there though I think it's the the heart of the sort of whaling industry. So that's a not so good bit. But other than that, yeah, it's a lovely place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Go and eat some fugu. I think that's all there is there. <laughs> Go and eat some fugu. <laughs> but it's, that kind of, it's that kind of, it's that kind of like, uh, I, I always regard it as being a bit of a, not a dead space, but like a dead space between dead space. Um, Hiroshima, Hiroshima and uh, Kitakushu. So I've been to those yeah, two places, yeah. but everything in between, just rattle through it on a Shinkansen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's about, what, 
25, 30 minutes by bullet train from Yamaguchi to Hiroshima mm. and about 35 minutes to Fukuoka. So it's pretty strategically well-placed, but uh, yeah, there's, there's not much there. It's lovely, it's a cool little. It's a cool. They've got a cool little flag that looks like uh, an eye. It's like the eye of Sauron or something <laughs> you'd pick up in a video game, an open world video game. Oh no, because there's a skyscraper <laughs> in um, Shimonoseki, the uh, the sort of main one of the biggest cities in Yamaguchi, and it is like this tower with this ball on the top, if I remember. And it does look like oh, the right. eye of Sauron. I remember seeing it and thinking, <laughs> "Wow, that is cool." So go there, go to Shimonoseki. They've got the best. One of the best markets, best seafood markets I've been to in all of Japan. Um, we've got one here from Nate from Arizona. It says, hello, Chris and Pete. I discovered your channel on the podcast about a year ago, and it's been truly one of the highlights of the year. Thank you very much, Nate. One thing I noticed, uh, you and Pete and the Trash Taste guys all have in common is that you're all very well travelled. It seems that travelling internationally, whether to visit family or fa- for va- blah, 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 or for vacation, is a fairly common occurrence. Um, my question is, how do you budget aside the funds for traveling? Is there anything you factor out of your daily living expenses in order to save up to travel? Any tips on making a budget for visiting Japan? Having recently received the COVID vaccine, I'm hoping uh, to travel later this year to Japan if it opens back up. Keep up the great work, guys. Nate from Arizona. Pete, how do you travel? How do you have fun? Uh, that's the thing, though, isn't it? I guess for Americans, you've only really got, and, and even that's quite expensive, the, the South mm. America. Although like, the US is obviously gigantic. I think when we travel, we travel to Europe, and that's a bit of a short hop, really. And, and there's loads of yeah. different flavors, loads of different countries there. With the Americans, I suppose, um, they're, they're entire country is as big as a continent anyway <laughs> so i guess traveling for them would be to go elsewhere in uh in the u.s and also um with the with the americans that they don't get a lot of free time off they don't get a lot of time off work so yeah. um they, they've really got to make it count um so they can't just toss off a weekend in uh, switzerland or something <laughs> but true, as europeans yeah. we get the, the, the low budget airlines are pretty decent i mean god knows whether they'll come back uh to, to the degree that they were before um but yeah it's, it's just a lot more affordable in in europe uh, and around europe i would say so that's yeah, I mean, why can, we've been all, all around the gaff you can travel from london to south spain for like 25 pounds which is like 40 dollars mm. right for like a round trip yeah. absolutely joke yeah. prices before the pandemic mm. Um, so yeah, I understand why a lot of Americans are kind of baffled by how much Europeans travel, I think, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just used to use my credit card a lot. I was very stupid when I was at university. I did use my credit card a lot. I did well, like one weekend <laughs> I went to Rome because I was really bored. Uh, I went to Rome with my mm. friend for, uh, three days, two nights, and then I crashed a moped and that cost 2000 pounds. And I spent oh, the next no. like, two, three months paying that off at work while I was at uni. So <laughs> heed my warning, don't rent a scooter from a dodgy place in Rome. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but yeah, and be careful uh, if you've got a credit card. Always pay it off. Mm. There you go. Financial yeah, advice. Yeah, always pay it off. On the Abroad Japan yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, really in-depth <laughs> financial advice. <laughs> if you're going to borrow money, pay it back. Pay it back. <laughs> Sorry, Martin Lewis. Pay it back. And don't crash a moped in Rome, for the love of God. <laughs> so dodgy. Uh, don't crash a moped anywhere, that's yeah, what I would true. say. Oy, oy, oy. Um, we've got a message from Matthew from Fording Bridge. Hello, Matthew from Fording Bridge. Uh, hello, Chris and Captain Coolish. I just want to say, me and my partner love your podcast and the Broadway Pump YouTube channel. We came across it originally by mistake, and after watching a few episodes, decided we had to scroll all the way back to the beginning and watch your entire back catalogue. Uh, now we're all caught up and incredibly eager to explore Japan ourselves. We loved your first journey across Japan, um, and we couldn't believe how beautiful a country was. My question is, though, 
Where was your favourite part of your cycle amongst all of the picturesque areas you travelled through? Um, thank you both for the entertainment. Matthew from Frauding Bridge. Uh, he also wants me to do some uh, train station announcements. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves your train, sta- your train station announcements. Like, uh, yeah, well, I've, I've not been back for a while, so I'm sort of running out on, on you know, I've got to th- emotionally throw myself into this sort of thing, and Japan feels like such a kind of distant dream at the moment. Uh, I, just, I, I don't know whether I can muster up the... Uh, muster up the uh, the pep. Oh no! <laughs> I have to get you back oh, here no. just just for that. But I don't know. I think I. You know what? The whole journey was amazing and picturesque and brilliant, except for Niigata. Niigata is really boring to cycle through. So cycle through all of Japan, just not Niigata. <laughs> um, that's my advice on that one. Any ideas? Get a scooter, mate. Get a, get a two grand scooter. Get a two. No, <laughs> don't rub smash, it in. Smash it up. Yeah. Don't do that. I mean, to be honest, I think I think two grand for a scooter. But you know, not actually no two grand. No, that's 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 terrible for a scooter. I just realised. I was just thinking how much my crappy Chinese scooter was, and I thought it was like ten grand. It wasn't. It was a grand. Um, <laughs> they definitely they definitely rinsed me. They took advantage of the fact I was like a nineteen year old guy in a foreign yeah. land who didn't know Italian, mm. and uh, like I like. I mean, I, I crashed it into a wall because a guy cut me up in a tunnel, and I had to sort. It was either right. go into the back of Alfa Romeo or go into the side of a tunnel, and I chose tunnel wall. Mm. And I, I drove into it like 35 miles per hour. Uh, luckily, I had my knee in at the time, just about. But So the, the scooter okay. took most of the blow, but the, the, <laughs> the handlebars all got bent. The lights were smashed. Oh, no. I was a bit mangled. I still drove it around Rome for the rest of the day, though. And then they had the audacity <laughs> to hit me with a 2,000 <laughs> euro bill. Bastard. I'm going to go yeah. back there. You s- make a video. You now. said it was fine as Use well. My- yeah, you said he could do one of those scam videos, like anti-scam could, videos on YouTube. You see quite a lot. I know. I remember roughly where it is. I'm going to go back, use my YouTube power to exact revenge and be like the worst <laughs> place in Rome, and just stand out the front and vlog about it. Um, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Born Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back on Sunday to do it all over again, guys. But now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you on the weekend. Have a good one. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.